for the win. It's good. Fires over the middle. Collins at the goal line. Touchdown, Miners. This is the Mineshaft, a UTEP football podcast, part of the Republic of Football Network. Now here's your host, Colin Deaver, and former UTEP kicker, Gavin Beckley. Very interesting week coming up here for the UTEP Miners. We're here to break it all down on the Mineshaft. The Miners hosting Louisiana Tech on a Friday night at the Sun Bowl. A short week to get prepared. I am your host, Colin Deaver, alongside my co-host, Gavin Beckley, here on the Mineshaft, a Republic of Football podcast brought to you by Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Uh, interesting week for UTEP, Gavin. Um, before we get all into it, we got to take care of some business, pay the bills. Uh, make sure if you want some of that home field gear that UTEP put out uh, at the start of the season, if you want 15% off on the home field purchases, just use the promo code MINESHAFT and we can get you at 15% off all of the UTEP gear there on any first-time purchases. Uh, Gavin, your shirt is still sitting on my kitchen table. I didn't bring it to the game for you. No, all good. We didn't really plan it out too well either. It was just kind of like, hey, I'm coming to the game, and then it was never like, hey, do you want your shirt? Or I never reached out and was like, hey, can I get my shirt? So, I mean, it's all good. Uh, I'll get it eventually. Excited to to wear it and everything, but, but, you know, life happens. That should have been a harbinger of what was to come for UTEP that night. I mean, you can't even remember to bring a T-shirt to a to a football stadium. I don't think UTEP can be expected to win a game against a UNLV squad that came in averaging thirty five plus points a game. So I, I'll take I'll take this one. It's my fault. Yeah, I was gonna say I think that that one's on on us. I don't yeah. think that's UTEP. No, it's not even on you. It's not even on you. It's on me. It's 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 my kitchen table. The T-shirt sitting <laughs> on. So, but we'll get it to you eventually. And I do think that UTEP will eventually. Uh, get another win so uh, maybe maybe it takes getting Gavin his shirt to get UTEP a victory hopefully not but hopefully um, not. as uh, minor fans no doubt know by now we're recording this a little bit later in the week than we usually do uh, UTEP falling last Saturday to UNLV at home 45 to 28 um, they were in it for a lot of the game but turnovers and some pretty key moments kind of flipped at UNLV's way three interceptions by quarterback Gavin Hardison Um, And then UNLV ran the ball for over 300 yards. It's the first time since 2019 that UTEP has given up over 300 yards in a single game. So, um, yeah, those those were the kind of the glaring issues uh, for me in that game, the turnovers and the inability um, to stop the run. Um, But you have to move on now, Gavin, because they have a short week already. Um, The game is tomorrow against Louisiana Tech. So uh, it's one less day to prepare and, you know, but one, one less day to kind of stew over the loss. So they really have to move on quickly, right? Yeah. Especially since it's a a Friday game, they kind of got to go into, into practice this whole week, kind of with it out of their mind. So since it is a early, earlier game than they're used to, so they'd have, I don't know if they had a walkthrough or something on Sunday, but then they're going to have, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday practice with Thursday off. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely a, a quicker week for them and in shorter time to prepare. But hopefully, with with this loss out of their mind in the in the past game, that they'll be able to come out and get ready for La Tech. Obviously, last year you guys had a Friday night game um, after a loss uh, on a you know a disappointing loss to UNM. You played Boise State at home on a Friday night at the Sun Bowl, and I, that was arguably the best game you guys played last year. 
uh, 27 to 10 win over Boise State. Is there um, something to be said for like, like can these Friday games, these short weeks, can they in a way be, um, I don't know, easier to prepare for just because there's like, you have to be so hyper-focused um, knowing you have less, uh, one less day, or do you think that they, just because there is one less day, like they are, you know, just more difficult no matter what, just because of that. Um, I think the Friday games are one of the ones that you just have to be a little more attentive and, and a little more focused on since it is a shorter week. And I feel that, that since I've been there, UTEP's done a good job of of being able to lock in and get ready for the for the early Friday games. For this game against Louisiana Tech, the uh they opened as one and a half point favorites. I think I saw now the line has dropped to even um at the Sun Bowl. So um Clearly, a lot of people taking. I think the points on are taking in uh, Louisiana Tech to move the line a little bit like that. Uh, we will get into the Bulldogs a little bit more in a second, but they come in uh, at two and three. UTEP coming in at one and four, and of course, off that loss to UNLV, uh, Louisiana Tech losing on the road at Nebraska uh, last Saturday. So um, they'll be they'll have certainly some interest in getting back in the win column and they have their own injury issues to uh, worry about this week at the quarterback position. But that's to me, Gavin going to be the story of the game coming into this one. Um, I just reported not too long ago that uh, UTEP quarterback, Gavin Hardison, uh, more or less a game time decision Um, entering this one versus Louisiana tech. He has a bit of an elbow injury. We had it saw him at practice the other day, which we reported on KTSM that he had a wrap on his elbow. He did tell us, in media availability, Dana Dimmel echoed this on on Monday uh, that he would be good to go for Friday. I will say that is exactly what they said about Tyron Smith last week. Of course, Tyron Smith did not play uh, against UNLV. So um, for me, you know, game time decision for Hardison, I would be a little bit, I would even be leaning more towards him not playing. Um, is just my personal feeling. But um, you know, for you, like he's been the starting quarterback for four years now. Regardless of what fans probably you know have to say about him, like he's had some strong moments for UTEP, including this year. Um, no doubt, like if he's if Hardison's not able to play, I mean, this is a completely different UTEP team, um, in my opinion. What, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I hundred percent agree with that. Since uh, Gavin's definitely more of of a, a pocket presence, and then teams don't really know whenever he's going to run the ball, and that's why he is so successful whenever he does give a little fake and then he pulls it. Um, but with, with other quarterbacks like Kevin, um, who in my opinion are kind of more a little scramble first and then kind of figure out if they're going to pass or try to get out of the pocket as, as fast as they can. Um, I mean, it's definitely, definitely a whole different style um, from what I've seen. And then obviously we saw, we've seen Kevin play, we've seen Jake play. Um, but if, if Gavin's not playing this game, I would expect to probably see, I would, I would guess Kevin Hurley stepping up after his touchdown that he threw against Arizona, um, and, uh, obviously it was in double coverage and everything, but he put the ball in such a good, a good spot that it was, it was promising to see. Um, and then obviously there also be be between him and Jake, but I just feel out of those two, especially with. Kevin's been there uh, a year or two and longer. So I think that, that if Gavin doesn't play, they'll give Kevin the nod. Yeah. That's kind of my personal opinion too. You always go with the the older guy. He 
transferred from uh, I think he was at Southern Miss for a little while too. Then he was at a junior college. Like he's been around college football for quite a while. Um, Jake McNamara, three-star recruit coming out of high school, was at UTEP for spring practices uh, in uh, like the winter slash spring of 2022. Redshirted last year and played at the end of the Northwestern game. Um, both of those guys definitely bring more in like the run game, um, certainly with their legs uh, than Hardison does. I, I mean, I'm looking at the the runs that Jake McNamara had in his one appearance. He had four attempts for 17 yards. Um, Passing-wise, Kevin Hurley was three of four, 55 yards in a touchdown against Arizona. McNamara, two of five with an interception um, and 23 yards in his one appearance against Northwestern. So, um, But I, I do remember Dana Dimmel saying at the beginning of the year, uh, or, you know, in fall camp, like they, they had multiple options, obviously, at that backup quarterback position. And they might even, you know, use both of them um, in that setting. Obviously, we've seen both of them play, but do you think it's possible, um, you know, maybe they are kind of if if they do have to go away from Hardison this week, like could we see both guys anyways? Um. Yeah, I mean, in 2018, when I came in, we kind of had that. We had two quarterbacks. I, I can't remember who they were but we had two different maybe ryan metz and is that metz loxley and uh my brandon jones yeah so so we've had um we we've seen the demo's been able to to do that um in my opinion it's not as successful as if you have one because i feel like whenever you kind of have one guy going they get in a little groove and and they're able to kind of do their own thing but whenever you're constantly taking one and putting one out they have to kind of readapt to how the game's going so i mean it's it's in my eyes it, it's 100 just going to be dimmel's call and i i as we've kind of seen in these past couple games uh can't really read his mind and know what he's going to do so so it, it's kind of a coin flip whether we're going to see both of them or whether we're going to see just one um and in my opinion i think we should just use one and then obviously if that doesn't work then switch to the other but i don't think that we should kind of flip flop back and forth yeah i would kind of lean towards that as well um and again we're in agreement that we both think if hardison's not playing it's probably going to be hurley getting the start you know depending on how he plays you know maybe they bring in mcnamara but um i just think too like we saw we we've talked about it so much this year and it was nice to like finally see it on the field uh against UNLV, like the emergence of Torrance Burgess. He had 99 yards on the ground. Um, they're hoping Deion Hankins is a little healthier this Friday so that he can maybe get a few more carries. But Burgess, he's exactly what we have been saying. I mean, he's a complete game breaker. Um, and more or less, I mean, there were two or three drives where he kind of did everything for UTEP, moving the ball down the field. If Hardison's not able to go, I mean, how much do you think they may need to lean on Burgess this week? Yeah, I mean, as we kind of saw this past game, there was – multiple different ways they got him the ball whether it was some some handoffs some pitches some little screens some little uh swing routes and everything so i feel that that if if hardison isn't able to play that they're gonna have to kind of rely on the on him and the other running back core a little bit more but i feel that if we kind of do the same that we did in this past game whenever we got him the ball which was like on the run and everything whenever he could get out in open space i feel that's when UTEP's going to be most successful. And I mean, we'd even were talking about it at the game, how last week we said that uh, we were going to, we think that Torrance Burgess was going to kind of be the ignition and everything that we needed to see and trying to 
uh, light a fire under UTEP. And we, we kind of, we saw that on a couple of drives. I mean, on, on some of the ones that, that UTEP had scored on, he, he did most of the, most of the work with, with a couple, uh, good runs or good little passes out of the backfield. So I, I, hopefully we, we see that more. And, and I mean, even if other teams kind of pick up on it, it's a lot harder to, to play it rather than look at film just because of Torrance, Torrance's speed that he does bring is I think on a, on a whole different level, especially if like a linebacker is going to be covering him. I think that that's an easy matchup all day. Yeah, I totally agree about that. And like I said, hopefully Hankins, I mean, he played last Saturday, but was kind of, I mean, he was just not himself. You could tell. Um, And so they did say they're hoping that he'll be a little healthier this week. We don't know yet about Tyron Smith um, who did not play last week for UNLV. Uh, Mike Franklin, it doesn't seem like we'll play uh, after missing last week. We'll see if he does. But, um, yeah, I mean, just what do you think of this? I mean, it's really the walking wounded for UTEP this week. It's it's not just Hardison who they might miss. They might be without Tyron Smith. I would say he's a game-time decision again defensively. Don't know about Mikel Broussard yet. We don't know about his replacement, Trajan Huji. Uh, Tavita Tafuda was out of the last game on the defensive line. So um, it's, it's just kind of a, an issue across the board right now um for the miners how do you handle that yeah i mean this is when uh when recruiting kind of comes in in uh to play because obviously you have all your ones out there and everything but the the good teams and the great teams are able to have their twos and threes go in and not drop the level of of execution so i mean we'll we'll see um how how everyone does i mean obviously the the biggest one we're going to see is the quarterback and then it's going to kind of trickle down from there because the the quarterback's the most most obvious uh influence of the game um but i feel that that we'll see kind of a bunch of new faces in there um if if these guys aren't ready to go and and we'll see if dimmel's been able to recruit the the kind of guys that he likes and and as we kind of saw last year, sometimes people do emerge. Uh, like we saw Cal emerge, who hadn't really played defense. He was more of a special teams guy. He emerged and won all these uh, all-conference awards and everything. So, I mean, it's it's kind of one of those things that that it's really hard to to recruit the right guys and, and expect them to do well. And then there's just some guys that they just have that that talent that no matter what, whenever they step on the field, they're they're a different person and they're able to to kind of be that dog. For sure. And UTEP's going to need that. I mean, whether I mean, if Hardison's able to go, I mean, obviously, that's good for them. If if not, if other guys aren't, you know, like you said, people are going to have to step up. But everybody, I think somebody has to do has has to be the one that steps up and does something this week at one and four. I mean, um we both were expecting, I think both picked them to go seven and five in the preseason. Um, right now to do that, they're going to have to win six out of their what last seven games uh, to get that done. They're good. I mean, five out of seven to get to bowl eligibility. Um, you were around the team last week. Um, how would you kind of describe the mood right now? Um, you know, cause I can't imagine it's easy, you know, losing you know games that you kind of ex- thought you're going to win preseason I mean Jacksonville State's probably one of them maybe UNLV is one of them as well that these guys you know coming into the year thought maybe were going to be not easy wins but games that they should get um to have the season kind of go where it's at right now um what is what was kind of your read on like the mood of the team and like how to how can they maybe pull themselves out of this even understanding that there's some some injuries around the team right now I mean obviously it's it's rough to to try to gauge that just because there's always tempers whenever we're down, whenever we're up, it's kind of 
always back and forth. So, I mean, it's, it's hard to see, but I mean, from whenever I was out there on the sideline, it wasn't like everyone had their heads down and everything. It, it was more of like trying to get other people motivated and, and to get going because like everyone knows that, that UTEP does have, have something special with this team, but we just haven't seen it in the, in the first five games. So hopefully, hopefully we see a, a little bit of a, of a change in, in the in the culture and, and how everyone carries himself in these next games as we go into conference the defense as we talked about earlier first uh unlv um 300 yards on the ground uh is what they gave up i obviously obviously that's not good um i don't know what he would try to make the argument that they played well like you know tyrese knight wasn't trying to make that argument dana wasn't trying to make that argument but to you is this just kind of a defense that again banged up a little bit and maybe due for a little bit of a clunker because they've been playing pretty well um, at the outset of the season, or is this something that you're worried about long term um, for UTEP this year? Um, that that's a good one because obviously every like the defenses of every team is always going to have a, a kind of a bad game or something like that, but I mean. This this game was kind of one of those ones we've seen their top four guys who had the top rushes all averaging above almost five yards per carry. So, I mean, it was one of those things that I could see if it was one guy who was just having a really good night on offense, that it would be kind of like one thing that we could just brush off. But whenever we have um, four guys with six plus carries almost averaging above five we have 7.7 7.5 9.7 and 4.7 um it's just one of those things where where it does kind of get a little scary and everything but i feel that that the defense has been solid up to this point so hopefully that they're able to kind of go back to to what they were and it may have just been them being banged up from playing two of the two power five teams before unlv or it may be kind of an open floodgate but i I would expect that that they're going to kind of lock that down this week yeah, I think that would be my expectation too. And you know, UNLV, um, much I think just I was I was impressed with them. Like I think like in a, in a lot of ways, like you have to give them some credit for what they did. I mean, running like rushing for three hundred yards in a college football game. Like I don't care who the opponent is. Like um, that's that's not an easy thing to do. Um, so you have to give them credit for it. Give the the redshirt freshman quarterback Jaden Mayava um, a lot of credit for kind of coming in to a hostile environment first start on the road. Um, and, and he didn't throw, you know, any touchdown passes, but I thought he kind of managed the game. Well, he threw that pick to praise where praise immediately made the, you know, I thought a pretty good play on it, but for, for the most part, I thought he played pretty well. Um, and so, you know, sometimes you just have to tip your cap to, you know, the other team and, and what they're doing. But, um, I guess it, having said that, like you said, I mean, 300 yards on the ground and then, for me, the other thing that was really concerning was um, how they weren't able to get off the field on third down. I mean, there was it was it's what's funny is, is it's the drive that praise got the interception. Um, but they had, I think, five. They were five of five on third down until uh, that that play on that drive. So um, is again, is that a, is that a one time thing? Or I mean, is this is this something where um, maybe week by week we're going to be discussing, you know, how UTEP can't get off the off the field on third down um and what are some maybe some ways for them to clean that up yeah um I mean and I was talking to the guys about this during the game and everything but it was we were just out schemed on third down they they had a, a play where they would just 
uh, swing the the running back out and our linebackers would be too late on that and they would pick up 5, 10, 15 yards every single time they did that. So it was just one of those things that that you you kind of see it as if you're a, an opposing team and you're like, huh, maybe we can kind of exploit this as well. So that's that's obviously one thing that that doesn't look good because they ran it. I think they were 10 of 17 on third downs or something in the in the whole game. Um, so it was just, and I'm pretty sure eight of those were little swing passes that they had. So, so, I mean, it's, it's just one of those things that, that you hope that we'll either drop a corner, um, in the flat to try to watch that or try to get one of the linebackers out of the box and, and get over there as quick as possible. But that was, that was one thing that, that really made me nervous throughout the whole game because it just seemed like it was always open. And, and as we saw it, it, it worked a good amount of the time. I guess maybe transitioning over a little bit to this week um, now with uh, Louisiana Tech coming into town. Last time they were here was one of the most impressive UTEP performances that I can remember in my time covering the covering the team. You guys won 19 to three, forced five turnovers uh, on a Saturday night um, in front of what was a pretty good crowd um, uh, at the Sun Bowl that night last year. Uh, UTEP goes on the road to Louisiana Tech first year under Sonny Cumbie and loses uh, by 10 points. Not the best game by Gattis, Gavin Hardison through uh, three interceptions in that game. You guys were down, I think, 21 nothing after the first quarter and really had to fight and claw. And I think got within a, a score multiple times in the second half. But just when you dig yourself that big of a hole, um, it's hard to get out of it. Um, especially on the road. So, you know, just when you look at this game, you know, first overall impressions, um, you know, what is, as you've had a chance to look at Louisiana Tech again, two and three, losing on the road in Nebraska last week, like what have been your first overall impressions of them as a team, you know, as we're kind of midway through the year now? Yeah. Um, first impressions, obviously, how Smoke Harris still on the team. He's been there for, for I think, like nine years now. He might be um, my age. I'm 32, man. I don't know how he is. I don't know how he is. I, he, I played anymore. against him every single year, so I, I'm not sure how how he's still he's still out there <laughs> playing. But obviously, um, as we've seen in in past years, and especially in in this year, they're going to try to get him the ball any way they can. Um, he's one of the guys they'll motion him and throw um, little screens to him. They'll they'll kind of flip the ball on run plays, um, and then they'll they'll hit him on short plays or long plays. So that's that's one thing we're going to hopefully try to be able to to stop and then as well try to try to limit and control the line of scrimmage um because this past game um against Nebraska they weren't able Louisiana Tech wasn't able to to rely on their run game only having 21 rushes for 46 yards um rather than they're making their quarterback throw he was 27 to 42 um, for almost 300 yards, one touchdown, one interception. So I think that that's what UTEP has to do is try to limit the run game and try to force the the quarterback to to take over the game and make the decisions. And I feel that if we're able to do that, then we'll we'll be in a in a good place. Yeah, and obviously, um, they have a little bit of a conundrum at quarterback right now too. Does Louisiana Tech Hank Bachmeyer uh got injured against North Texas and Jack Turner had to come in. He played pretty well against North Texas, albeit in a a three-point loss um and then last week at nebraska jack turner made his first start in that uh 28-14 defeat so i think uh utep fans um and gavin you too i mean you'll remember you remember bachmeyer well i think i mean he was at boise state 
uh, last year when you guys played him and you guys, <laughs> that game was the game where the, uh, where UTEP more or less got the Boise state offensive coordinator fired. And then Bachmeyer entered the transfer portal, I think two days later. So kind of the end of an era uh, at Boise state in a lot of ways after that game at UTEP. So um, for you personally, I mean, are you, do you want to see Bachmeyer play? Like, do you think it, it's better for UTEP if Bachmeyer plays, or do you think it's better for UTEP if the if this guy Jack Turner plays, um, who has less experience than Bachmeyer at the college level, but through two games hasn't looked bad? Uh, yeah, I mean, you can you can see it both ways because obviously with with Bachmeyer in there, we whenever we played Boise State at home, we kind of had his number and was able to to figure out everything he was doing with his cadences and his tendencies and everything. So that would be one reason that we'd want him to play. But at the same time um, with Jack Turner, he's not, doesn't have as much experience um, as Bachmeyer did. So, um, but I mean, it, it seems in the, in the two games that he's played, he's done a decent job. So um, in my eyes, I would like to see them um, with the backup just so um, it would be, a little a little easier because especially if you're playing uh, a backup quarter or a starting quarterback who previously transferred from Boise State um, you know that that he's going to be good no matter what so I I feel that that if we can um, have the backup go in there for for La Tech of, of Jack Turner that that'll kind of set the minors up for for a good a good game especially if we can put the ball into his hands more and, and limit the rushes yeah I uh... I'm I'm so conflicted because Bachmeyer looked so bad last year um, against UTEP, and if he's coming off a shoulder injury, like you don't exactly know how he'll be able to throw, which kind of makes me lean towards them probably starting Turner anyways, because you know a shoulder injury for a quarterback like those just take a little bit longer um, to heal than may, you know maybe it would for somebody else, because obviously you're using your shoulder on every single play. Um, but it the other the other like the, I guess maybe the counterpoint is like if Hank does play i mean he's gonna have something to prove um you know he's he probably remembers better than literally anybody uh how how things went for him last year and you know the changes that boise state made um because of how he played and how the team played last year so i think certainly um this is probably a game he had circled on his calendar before the season started that he wanted to play in um with the it's that and like the parallels of course it's like on a friday night too so um for me i think he could be if he plays he could be a little bit dangerous um in that regard but um you know turner like you said i mean i think you always probably side with wanting to, to play against a a more um inexperienced player um for any team so even even though he has looked pretty solid uh the, the last couple of weeks so i mean and then I guess looking at what UTEP has against um, Louisiana Tech, um, if Hardison can't go, we both assume it's going to be Hurley. Um, how do you think that changes their game plan? Because um, certainly Hardison can sling the ball all over the field, but you know three interceptions last week, and we know that they want to run the football anyways. Um, and Hurley is a little bit more mobile, so is Jake McNamara. If they have one of those two guys going, I mean, how does that change the game plan for UTEP? It's obviously going to change it quite a bit, especially if we're calling more QB uh, design runs or like QB options almost where he can run or throw. Um, and I think I think that's something that they'll, they'll be doing if, if we start um, one of the other two quarterbacks, just because we know that that their arms are are not maybe as accurate as Gavin's are. But at the same time, um, I feel that, that there are better athletes, both of them than Gavin is. So I feel that 
it's going to be harder to try to game plan against against us this week because um one I mean they're going to have to try to game plan for three different quarterbacks because no one knows who who's going to go and two it's I feel whenever you have to try to game plan against a dual threat quarterback it's a lot harder than if you just have a a, a pro style passer for sure and obviously I think a lot of fans will you know lean on well last year Hardison gets hurt and Brownholtz comes in and uh was looked good against Rice he got the win against FIU and had him up 24 nothing against UTSA before he uh I think pulled his hamstring or something in that game and kind of derailed that kind of derailed the momentum they had. But is this a situation? I mean, do you see this as a situation like that where a backup can come in and kind of light the world on fire the way Brownholtz did last year? Or is it, is it totally different? Um, I mean, yeah, I could see that happening. I mean, Calvin was just, Calvin was just a different breed because it was some one thing in practice. He, he wouldn't do good in two minutes and stuff, but then whenever the game came around, it was always like, he was able to kind of flip that switch and and make the right decision and be able to to run or, or pass the ball as, as he likes. So, it, I mean, obviously we haven't really seen a whole lot of, of Kevin or or Jake. So I feel that that it's one of those things because we, we'd seen Calvin, I believe, the first time that he played at quarterback was during COVID against UNT and he had yeah and he played good like a 42 yard run yeah Yeah. so it 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 was kind of like one of those things where we knew he could do it but it was kind of that he never got the chance um but I I think that that it's going to be a a good game overall um for whoever starts got you um we always do this every single week uh keys to victory before we get into um, making a pick. Gavin is currently dealing with his puppy dog running wild, it appears. So I will go first this week. Usually I give him the honors of uh, doing keys to victory uh, first off. But my major keys for a minor victory uh, versus Louisiana Tech, I mean, I think it's I think it's going to be a little more – if UTEP's going to win, it's going to have to be a low-scoring affair um, because Louisiana Tech, much like UNLV, they want to um, throw the ball. They want to get up and down. Um, with that Sunny Cumbie offense, so um, they're going to have to drag them into the mud, unlike they were able to do against UNLV. Um, I think they'll have a little bit more of a chance to do it this week um, against Louisiana Tech. I just don't think they're as good as UNLV, but it's on that defense, right? I mean, you can't give up 300 yards rushing. Again, you can't let them go 10 to 17 on third down. Um, but yeah, I just I, they're going to have to drag them into mud defensively um, because I I think points will be at a premium again because. I think it's probably going to be a backup quarterback going for UTEP, and we just haven't seen what either of those guys can do really when the you know, the lights are are pretty bright. Um, we've seen them in some mop-up duty, but it's completely different. So um, defense really needs to come to play. And then um, I just think Torrance Burgess is – I think a lot of the game plan tomorrow is going to be you know around him, um, just getting him the ball you know, on screen passes out of the backfield. Maybe it's a reverse here and there just get creative with him um, because he, he can be a game breaker uh, if he gets the chance. We've, we saw it last week. So um, those would be my keys to victory is just, you know, the defense needs to step up in a way that it didn't step up last week. And then uh, they just need to feed Torrance Burgess the ball. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with those. Um, Yeah. I would say one, one thing would be win the turnover margin. I, I think that's a huge one that, that UTEP hasn't done. I think the only time that we did that was against UIW. Um, so I think that that's a, a big one. I would say um, 
control the line on both sides of the ball, I think that that's huge because if we're able to to establish a run game early, then that'll open up things for whoever the starting quarterback is. But if we're also able to to stop the run on defense, then it'll be huge um, to try to make the basically put the game in the in the backup quarterback's hands if he is playing. Um, get off the field on third downs is is a huge one. I feel that that if they were able to to limit UNLV last game on on third downs and try to stop the the swing that they ran over and over again, that that that's kind of one of the reasons that that UTEP lost all the momentum and and was kind of dragged down um, in their performance. And then I would say the last one is is try to limit limit Smoke Harris because I think that's that's the biggest. The, their biggest weapon that they have, he's their kick returner, punt returner, star uh, star receiver. They try to get him the ball, kind of like a Debo Samuel kind of guy, um, but probably half the size. But I think that that that's kind of they're gonna have to try to limit him as much as possible. Yeah, to your point about winning the turnover battle, like UTEP's only forced three turnovers this entire season. I believe they've turned it over themselves. Uh, it's like eight interceptions and two, one or two. So it's like nine or 10 turnovers that UTEP had, has given away and they've only got been able to generate three. So um, this is going to be a game, man, like where the defense is really going to have to step up. Um, as we both have said a couple of times here, like they're going to have to be the ones that kind of lead the charge, I think, on Saturday. Could be wrong. Maybe maybe uh, uh, Torrance goes for 200 yards. Kevin Hurley comes in as the backup quarterback and lights the world on fire. Um, heading into the bye week and there's all sorts of momentum offensively but I just think it's going to have to be um, on the defense to kind of lead the charge maybe you get a, a special teams play here or there um, which did not which kind of worked against them last week obviously with the pump block um, so th- that's going to have to I think that could be a, a factor as well so all right man let's uh, go ahead and pick the pick our winners who you got in this one? Oh man Another another tough one because obviously with with all the injuries there's there's kind of hard but but La Tech hasn't really looked good especially whenever they play at UTEP. Oh man, I've been going back and forth. It's gonna be a, a very low scoring game. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna give it. Man, tough tough game, especially with the with the line being even. <laughs> So there isn't really an outright winner. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say that we're gonna have a backup quarterback in. They're gonna struggle for most of the game, get together at the end. But I'm gonna say twenty-four to fourteen. LaTeX is gonna take this one. Yeah, I'm going twenty-one seventeen. Louisiana Tech. Um, I think the defense will come into play. I just think that the offense is going to struggle um, if if it in, indeed is a backup quarterback. Um, if if Hardison's able to play, then uh, you know this that obviously changes the math quite a bit. But um, I do think it's I think they're going to struggle to score. So yeah, I'm going 21 to 17, um, which would mean UTEP falls to one and five entering um, the bye week. And out of the bye week, they'll be uh, on the road at FIU, which has been has looked quite a bit better than they were last year. So uh, I hope uh I hope UTEP proves us wrong. Please prove yep. us wrong. I want to be wrong. But as as they played the first five games, I I 
I don't I hate siding against them, but I haven't seen anything that made me want to side with them, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if if you're if the the guy wearing the UTEP hat is feeling that way, then uh I that's where that that's where the season's at, unfortunately, right now. So like I said, like Gavin said, hope we're wrong. Hope you hopefully UTEP is able to get the uh victory on Friday night. Again, short week and then heading to an, into a bye week. Um That'll be good to go. Gavin, any other final thoughts before we get out of here on the mineshaft today? Um, We thought that last game was going to be a turnaround week and obviously wasn't. They kept going in the same direction. So hopefully this week is. Hopefully it's a battle of the of the backup quarterbacks. Um, And hopefully that UTEP's able to to make it work and, and rely on the run game and, and the experienced receivers. Um, and, and kind of torches La Tech, but but we'll see. I, I just hope that they prove me wrong this week. I really do. All right. I also hope they prove Gavin wrong, which means they would prove me wrong as well. So uh, we will uh, we'll see. Uh, we're not sure if we're going to do a bye week episode just yet. We'll kind of see how that plays out. Obviously, you tip on a bye next week um, before they play FIU on uh, Wednesday, October 11th, I think is when it actually is. And then they uh, we'll have the battle of I-10 on the 18th of October. Again, they're about after this, they're getting into that midweek schedule for the month of October. So uh, the timing of our podcast may be a little bit different, uh, but we will still be getting them out there for you guys. So that'll do it for us here on the Mineshaft this week, a, a Republic of Football Network podcast brought to you by Dave Campbell's Texas Football. As always, if you want 15% off your first purchase at Homefield uh, on any UTEP Miners merchandise, just use the promo code Mineshaft and we can get you 15% off. That will do it for this week. Hopefully, the next time we talk to you, we are talking about a UTEP win over Louisiana Tech. For Gavin Beckley, I'm Colin Deaver. We'll see you next time.